Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the radio. And it isn't just any radio. We're going to talk about Holy Ghost Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Kingdom Speak. Today is exceptional. This isn't your grandpa's radio. No, no static. This is not charismatic radio. <laughs> Preach on. This is Holy Ghost Radio. Can I get an amen? Yeah, come amen. on. Come on. We gotta have some we gotta have some ebb and flow here. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. There's no channel surfing. That's right. There's no driving out of its reach. It reaches Hello. everywhere. Everywhere. Man, we are super pumped to have Mr. Holy Ghost Radio with us today. Man, I gotta ask you, let me let's let me jump in by asking you that. Who was the first guy, maybe it was a preacher, to coin you or identify you as Mr. Holy Ghost Radio. I can remember the first time that I heard it. Really? Yeah, at East Coast. You you tell me. At at East Coast Conference, Bishop Johnny Goat. Really? 1970 what? Uh, Hey, stop. (laughs) 1970. There wasn't even WWW. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget. In fact, I think I think I was on the balcony and I could see, you know how they they've got you hid in behind all of those right racks yeah. there in the sound booth. And yes. and I I remember him having you stand up and and saying, "Man, let's welcome Mr. Holy Ghost Radio." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you know what? It's funny though, brother McKill. It's like uh, a lot of people will just say, hey, Brother Holy Ghost, or hey, HCR, mm-hmm. HCR food, you know, yeah. whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. like people will be like, that's their keyword. They they kind of just, and and you know what? To me, it's a compliment, even if they don't know my name, because they like, hey, we don't know you, but we know we what know you're the doing. mission. Yeah. And, that, and you know what? That means I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing what God told me to do. Hey, I do have one request. Seems how you brought up HGR food. Yes. I I have a particular day a week that I fast. So could you like just knock that out on that day of the week? (laughs) (laughs) What 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 day what day is your fasting? Well, I'll I'll DM you. (laughs) Yes. Make sure. My I'll let you know. Mine are Tuesdays, so for sure. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Confirmation. Oh, there, it there it is. There it is. There it is. Likewise. I'm just saying at least Tuesdays. So I just that's just the way I do it. Yes, sir. Well, man, we're we are really, really um delighted to have you joining Kingdom Speak today. And I just wanted to get a little bit of the background uh to both Holy Ghost Radio, as well as your personal testimony. I know that they are both um, very impacting. So sometimes it's easy to get, as you've already said, to to be able to label, identify, recognize the, the ministry side of it, and nobody really knows right. that much about the man. So yeah. 
um, that part of your testimony is is pretty powerful as well. Your your first generation, first generation, right? First generation. Talk to us a little bit about how how that all came about in your conversion. Well, um, I can go back when uh, I got married in 1990. It's coming up 30 years. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but in probably I would say after Bree was born, um, it was 93 she was born. Uh, about 94, 95, my wife and I started having issues. And what I didn't know is that she was a full seventh day Adventist. Like, oh, wow. in other words, yeah, her, her mom and dad uh, came over from Cuba and he, right when uh, Castro took over, he would just to see his kids, he would be in the sugarcane fields, cut himself just so he could go see his kids. Wow. And when Castro took over, he brought his whole family over on an airplane. No big deal. It was like they made it over, no boats or anything like that. It was just sure. an airplane, never went back. And he's been here ever since. Wow. Um, but he instilled in, in his children a Christian value no matter what. He, he put him in a private school. He had no money, you know, but her values were in God which I never knew because her and I met in 88 and and I was selling women's shoes at the time. Selling women's shoes. Yes, sir. Come on. For like way too many years, bro. How did that work out (laughs) for you? (laughs) Yeah. Holy ghost radio shoes. There it is. HDR heels. (laughs) That's right. HDR heel. And so I was like one of the top salesmen and you know, that was it. But she worked in the hair salon upstairs and when I saw her, bro, I'm telling you, it was just like love at first sight. I can't tell you because it was just one of those things. It's like, I'm going to marry this lady, you know? And so bottom line is, um, uh, we met, started dating and got married. And so obviously I had no Christian background. My mom was a Methodist. So she went, you know, on Easter mother's day. So I know there was a God kind of deal, but you know, nothing like that. So her and I, we met, I mean, we went to clubs, we partied, you know, drugs, alcohol, whole night yards. And that was my lifestyle. Wow. Um, so soon, uh, going forward, basically 93, when Brie was born, my wife kind of changed her direction because she had a kid now. And so she wasn't, she wasn't really into the party lifestyle anymore. And so we had started having issues and, uh, in probably about late 95, she came to me after a knockout drag out kind of fight. And she's all, you need to find God. I want a divorce. I'm done. And I'm like, looking around like, what are you talking about? Like you married me this way. That's right. So, she says, the, the, the thing that really hit me was, she said, you need to find God. Mm. Yeah. So I went on a search for God. Wow. And uh, when I tell you, Brother McKell, it's like, you know, Brother Booker's book, to me, it made me sick in my stomach coming from that lifestyle. Because you notice in his book, he would say, 
God, if you just let me make it through the night, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll serve you. I'll serve you. Yeah. Well, he did that time and time again. And it just made me sick in my stomach. Cause I was thinking, I even told Brother Booker, I said, I love your book. But that part to me yeah. was like, I don't know. It was just like, Oh, like, how can you do that? But that's his conversion. Sure. So my thing was, um, I went on a search for God and I went to, when I tell you, I went to every denominational church and sat through a service. I did. Wow. And I, I felt nothing, nothing. And, you know, obviously looking back now all these years and you say, well, what was I trying to feel? Well, duh, it was the Holy ghost, you know, all these churches didn't have it. And they were dead as doornails. So when I testify to people and say, I got the truth here, man, Mm -hmm. you know, I have the truth. Mm -hmm. I know the truth. Yes. Because God showed me the truth. So my brother-in-law who was going uh, to brother Buxton's at the time in, in uh, Chula Vista, mm-hmm. he, he was actually living with me and he was living with me. And actually we shared a house. It was them two and our kids and their a big house, you know? And uh, when we were having issues, he said, Hey man, why don't you go to church with me? And I'm like looking at him kind of cross-eyed. Cause I was like, you go to church? Like, <laughs> I didn't even know, you know, oh. it was weird. It was like, and where, where were you, you where were you living at the time? I was in uh Santee. Okay. Like okay. Grossmont area, Santee around that corner there. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, I started going to his church mm-hmm. for a little bit. And bro, when I tell you, I walked through those doors, the first service and I felt something. Yeah, you know it. Mm -hmm. And I went, wow, like this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. I knew this was the truth. I knew something was here. And so was your wife going with you at the time or you were just searching it out yourself? No. And, 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 and the sad part is I, uh, when I was doing this whole deal, my wife was like, kind of like, what are you talking about? You know, like, what, what is this? What, what do you, what kind of church is this? She didn't know. So the next thing I know, uh, I started going there regular basis. I didn't get the Holy ghost, Mm -hmm. but bro, when I tell you, I went to the altar and I felt something and I felt something and it was to the point where basically I was, um, I knew this was the truth. Sure. So anyways, a couple weeks later, um, brother miles young, he went to do a concert there. Now this is where it gets crazy. So he did a concert there and, uh, he sang this song called try again, man. And if, if no one's ever heard it, download it, find it, whatever you got to do. It's like one of, it's one of the best songs I've ever heard, man. I mean, if it doesn't convict you and you're in the, you know, if, if you're in the world and it doesn't convict you, wow. there's something wrong with you. Who sings but it? It was that. I know he sang it, but who's, who is the uh, recording artist? Well, he, he recorded it. Oh, he, he recorded it's his song. it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He wrote it. Oh, yeah. And I've never yeah. heard that. Bro, you need to get it. I'll I get will. you a copy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 
So his whole album actually was one of the first albums. Like I bought the tape. The tape. <laughs> the tape. Yeah. The tape. The tape. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the mixtape. Yeah. No. The tape. And so, uh, anyways, I I he sang that song, "Conviction," bro. I ran to the altar, like just crying, weeping. Wow. And hmm. if God didn't, if God didn't speak to me, and He said, "Follow Him." Wow. And I went. Now I'm weirded out. Cause I don't know Pentecost, bro. Sure. And I'm like looking around, going, and I didn't get the Holy Ghost. And I went right to my brother-in-law. I said, "Hey, I need to talk to you right now." And he's like, "Yeah, what, what do you want to talk about?" I'm like, "Who is that guy?" He goes, "Oh, that's Miles Young, man. He just started a whole mission work in Santee. In fact, it was my brother-in-law's old church. Wow. He helped build that church." Wow. And because um, Brother Young started in January of 96, that church. Okay. And that concert that he was uh, at was in like February of 96. Wow. And so I told my brother-in-law, I said, who is that guy? And he's like, oh, it's Miles Young started home. I said, this is going to sound weird, bro. But a voice told me to follow that guy. And so he was like, what, <laughs> like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I said, I, that's all I'm telling you. I'm weirded out as much as you are. I said, but can you, uh, get me to that church? Can you take me there? I need to go mm. just because, yeah. and he's like, yeah, man, I know exactly where it's at. And so, uh, that next Sunday, bro. I walked in and I talked to my, uh, the elder who was at the door, brother to Gifford. He was our elder. He was actually under brother gray. And he, he helped brother Alba with that church. The whole history of the church is amazing because it kind of coincides with everything going on. But when brother Alba died, he took over, you know, the church in uh, January 96. So when I shook that man's hand, Brother Kel, I can tell you right now, it felt like I was home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, wow. I never looked back, bro. Wow. Never looked back. But so after the service, um, brother, brother Young preached, and I didn't get the Holy Ghost. And I, I went up to him. I said, hey, I go, uh, you don't know me, and I don't know you. But I said, Somebody told me to follow you, bro. <laughs> and he's like, looking at me like, all right, man. Well, you know, let's have church, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, I started going, got the Holy Ghost, you know, got baptized in Jesus name and, um, started just, you know, going to church. And when I tell you, brother McKellen, the transformation that God did. He took me a 180, bro. Oh, wow. Where I was like <laughs> the drugs, the alcohol. That's when I talk to people and I, I say, you know what? When when you're talking about drugs and alcohol and and people come to me, I oh I got this addiction, bro. I I can't I can't do it. I can't I said, 
God can take it all away. Oh, yes, he can. Yes, especially <laughs> if you give him everything. Yeah. Because here's the deal. There's no AA program. Okay. Right. There's no step program. Right. And sure, that works for people. But, bro, I've seen too many people, if they just get full of the Holy Ghost, God takes the cravings away. Yes, he does. Nobody else. And he right. did that for me. It was just the weirdest thing, too, is because I didn't crave it. Right. And I was like, wow. Right. Like, what is this? So, well, of course, my wife saw the change in me. Sure. Here I am. I just, like went a 180 and she's like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? My husband's involved in, <laughs> you know, she did. Yeah, bro. So, uh, she started coming and, uh, with Bree and I, cause I took Bree to services with me. I just drug her along, man. Wow. She was two and a half. I just come on. Wow. And, uh, so, the whole thing in that is that when she saw the change in me and started coming, well, brother and sister young, really, you know, I look back now and as a home mission church, I'm a product of a home mission. Sure. Sure. I mean, I was, I, bro, I was the first convert and there was only five of us. Wow. And the crazy thing is a lot of people don't know is that brother young took that thing from five to 60 in the first year. That's incredible. We, we were having revival and, um, and we were just having, having church. Well, my wife saw a change in me. So we had a service, um, in Escondido one time and my wife came and it was a, it was a youth service and it, bro, they were, you know, taking the paint off the walls. Yeah. It was like nuts. Yeah. Place was going bonkers. Well, I look back cause I'm in the altar and my wife and I see sister young and she's just holding my wife and her eyes are as big as saucers. And she's like, Oh my God, like my, my husband's in a cold or like what's going on. <laughs> and she's freaked out. Sure. And my wife, and, and basically Brother Young, Sister Young really fellowshipped her. And uh, she saw the truth, everything, bro. And uh, so she got baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Man. And the rest is history. Wow. So the, the thing about it is, is that um, not only that situation, Let's, let's go forward because Brother Young came to me in 90, it was pretty much almost 97, close to 97. So he had already been there a year, maybe a year and a half. And uh, he said, hey, Jeff, I want you to be the first to know. He goes, I feel a calling to go back to Sacramento. Wow. And I'm like. Well, that had to hit hard. Going, oh, bro. You know, and you know, here's the thing in Pentecost. I, I totally get it. Hey, if your pastor goes away, you're not really supposed to associate with that guy because the new guy's coming in. Right. I get that. Right. But for me, here I was, well, God told me to follow this guy. Exactly. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to take my whole family and move to, you know, Sacramento? Right. I don't know. 
So, which for those of you is, that are not familiar, that's quite a move. Yeah, like that's not absolutely. close. <laughs> right. Right. And so, my thing was is I kept praying. And here's the thing, man. And as a new convert, you know, we have discipleship classes now. We have Bible study, bro. I didn't have none of that. Yeah. I learned by trial and error. More error <laughs> than <wouldn't> trial. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, when they say you want to change nothing for your journey now, I I agree with that because it's it, that's the way it happened for me. Right. But um, my thing was is I said, I put God on trial as a new convert. You can get away with that. I look at it now and go, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I said, Hey, I said, Hey, you know what? I said, God, you better tell me what I need to do. Wow. I said, just like you told me to follow this guy, I, I need a burning bush experience. I need somebody to tell me something and say, what am sure. I supposed to do? Sure. So, we went up to Sacramento to help him. He did a, a live uh, concert up there for a recording he was doing. So some of the guys from the church went up there to support him. And uh, I remember being on the first row, man. And if God didn't speak to me, hmm. he said, go back. I put you there for a purpose. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. all I needed to know. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny, man, because I think you were there when Brother Young preached about don't forget the taxes at Little Rock mm -hmm. 2015, yes. Yes. and he brought me up on stage. Yes. Now it all makes sense, right? Right. So, well, Brother Young and I never had talked, and we went to a con uh, conference right before Little Rock that year. And he, he said, I had a question for you. I said, let me guess. Why didn't I follow you to Sacramento? I said, you want the whole story? Let's go from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. And we had six hours to drive from, you know, Alabama to Little Rock. So, bro, we, we got it all out. Wow. And he was crying. I was crying. And it was just a release. It was like, this is why, what God wanted. Yeah, it was that Romans 8.28 moment where you know that all things yeah. are working together. Yeah. And yeah. so my thing was, I never looked back. I've never left the church. You know, that is my church. God put me there for a purpose. Sure. And so Brother Young went and Pastor Bertram took over in 98. Okay. Well, he took over in April 98. And there was... From the 60, we went down to 19 because that's how churches go. You know, when the sure. pastor leaves, a lot of people just leave. Well, we had 19 people. We voted him in unanimously with the 19. The 19 people who are left now for the church here today, yeah, we got three. Wow. Me, yeah, my wife, myself, and one other gentleman hmm. of the original 19. Wow. And we're running over 200, and God knows he had a church, man. Oh, man, there it's was a powerful revival church. Here. Powerful church. Yeah, yeah. And so the first thing Pastor Bertram instilled in me, he came, he came in as the, the, the pastor, and uh, he said, well, he goes, uh, 
all the guys who were there. He goes, we're going to have morning prayer every morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, right about then you're thinking, Sacramento's not that far away. <laughs> yeah, and I went, who is this joker? Like, what What do you, bro, I don't get up for 5 a.m. for nobody. Yeah. Like, no. And so if I didn't miss a prayer meeting, and when I tell you, Brother McKellop, signs and wonders in those prayer meetings, you better believe it, bro. Wow. It was people getting healed of back pains, of headaches, of jobs, of whatever it was. God was doing stuff. And so let's move forward to 99. Mm -hmm. So 99 was the year, 90, 1999 in a prayer meeting. Okay. Um, in, in that prayer meeting, uh, God spoke to me again, the third and basically final time that, you know, where I had this kind of burning bush experience. Sure. But here, here's what I tell people, you know what, if, if I didn't have this type of testimony, I really don't think Holy Ghost radio would ever happen. I know. So in this prayer meeting, me and my prayer partner, Brother Ted Nicholson, great guy. In fact, how he got into church, this is just a side note that I put in the book. But he basically. The book? The book. Oh, you just dropped something right there. Hold up, hold up. That's right. You writing a book? Yes, sir. Oh, H man, you got to tell us HGR testimony. And it's, it's going to be, it's a little, it's a little book. I mean, it's like that, but it's basically everything I'm telling you guys right now. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool, bro. Awesome. Yeah. And, and so I think it can help somebody, man. And you know that's, that's why I'm going to put it out because I, I really believe this testimony will help, you know, those dreamers out there, you know, yeah. sure. But, um, my thing was, is that, in 99, I was uh, in this prayer meeting, and I was just going back and forth, and it was hot, man. And it was like, all of a sudden, I'm going back and forth, front of the aisle, in our old little church. This was our old church building where it sat like 100 people. Wow. And uh, God spoke to me, and he said two words, radio ministry. Wow. Now, here we go again. Bro, I don't know nothing about radio. What? <laughs> what are you telling me about this for, God? Like, what? So, Brother McKell, when I tell you it was, like, so vivid, like it was you and I talking. Sure. You know, it was that audible. I stopped wow. praying. And I went right over my prayer party. He was in the corner. I said, hey, bro. I said, did you hear that? And he goes, hear what? <laughs> I said uh, somebody told me radio ministry bro two words that was it and he goes well what does that mean and I go I don't know <laughs> yeah that's my question <laughs> I'm asking you yeah because I don't know so we prayed about it and we went over to his house one day and we looked up how to start an apostolic radio station. So we basically made a business plan 
the whole nine yards. Okay. And, uh, and just, just for clarification, I'm assuming at this point you was thinking traditional radio. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Live at five. Yeah. Right. Well, what do we got to do? Well, we got to build the tower. We got (laughs) to build a studio. Right. Yes, yes. It was all terrestrial. I mean, there was no internet back then, really. Sure. Internet. No. Internet had just started. So, uh, Al Gore was still working on it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank God for Al Gore. No. (laughs) (laughs) SUV. So, so after he invented the internet, no, but we'll go back because we built this business plan for Apostolic Radio. And since Bishop Wilson was my bishop, you know, here's the crazy thing. The first conference I ever went to was 1999, PSR. Wow. And when I can tell you every message that everybody preached, absolutely. The one that really got me was, can you worship with your cane, Ben Weeks? And, you know, here's the funny thing. I tell Ben Weeks, I said, bro, that was the first conference as a new convert I really ever went into. And he's like, and I said, you haven't changed. I go, (laughs) yeah, the same, bro. I go, do you like age or? He's got that jet black hair, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm looking at him like, dude, you don't age, bro. I don't see nothing. (laughs) And he starts laughing. He's just like, yeah, well, but in Sam Emery preached, it ain't over. And I remember the message, bro. And so we presented this whole business plan to Bishop Wilson. And we said, Bishop, we anointed it. We prayed over it. I don't know what this is. All I know is God gave it to me. And let me know what you think. And so two weeks later, he emailed me. And he said, Brother Hoffer, he goes, this is great, bro. He goes, but we don't have a million dollars to start a radio station. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And, I, and that was a shock to you? Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, God said it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a million dollars and we'll start this station. I'll work in there. I don't know what I need to do. I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm a doer, bro. You know that. So, anyways, I really kind of got disheartened. I kind of went, Okay, God, why? What was all that about? Well, I just kept praying, man. Uh, 2000 went by, 2001 went by. And in 2002, an organist in our church who backslid now came to me and he said, He goes, uh, Hey, bro, remember that radio thing you want to do? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, There's a way you can do it on the internet. And I'm like, Get out of here, man. He's all, no, no, no. He goes, I go, I can't afford that. I've looked into stuff. I go, there's no way. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, there's a way you can do it. And so April 2002, in my apartment building, we started Holy Ghost Radio. Cool. Wow. And it was a, bro, when I tell you, it was a black gospel radio station. All right. That's all. It was music. Oh, yeah. 24-7. 24-7. I didn't know what else to, you know, sure. I, I said, well, we started it. Now what do I do? So, you know, we mixed in Fred Hammond, Marvin Sapp, everything. You oh, know, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we were getting a listener base. 
And so that started everything. And then Brother Gordon Poe was in revival with us. Life-changing revival. Like, I can tell you a story, Brother McKill, that I still tell people today that I've never felt since I've been in Pentecost. Wow. But he was preaching, and he said, he goes, there's an angel in here right now. And I'm ushering, okay? I'm ushering in the back, and I'm like, who is this joker? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> angel. He's all, just close your eyes, bro. And so everybody closed their eyes, and we're praying. And if I don't tell you right here, just like a wing just hit me like that and went right into another lady and she started speaking in tongues, tongue interpretation, bro. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And I went, whoa. Okay. So Brother Poe had this thing called Times of Refreshing. He still does a few of them. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, uh, hey, I go, uh, is there a way that I can just try out this radio thing. I, I got a laptop, a couple wires, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like an Alexander Graham Bell moment. And I'm like, can I just try this out at your conference? If I fly out there and he's like, sure. So we flew out on 9-11-2002. Wow. So when I tell you it was me, my wife, his wife and my prayer partner, we're all on that plane, and there was hardly anybody on that plane, bro. You know it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's why I always remember that conference being the first one. It was like, wow, what a day. Yeah. So we hooked up, went down to Houston, plugged in, and uh, got a big telephone wire. You know, back then, dude, it was AOL. So it was a telephone wire. Yeah. Ding, dial ding, up. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah, the whole dial up, man. And they ran it across 1,500 people in this con conference. And they ran this big telephone wire in the back to my laptop. We hooked up, pressed the button, boom. And 10 people were listening all over the world and were like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, that was it. That was the start of Holy Ghost Radio. So you were, you were doing live conference venues pretty close from the inception of Holy Ghost right. Radio then. Because I always knew when I did my business plan back in the day in 99, we said, okay, we're going to do live events. We're going okay. to do, you know, preaching. But I, I wanted a place where everybody could, you know, hear the gospel, meaning there'd be preaching on there. There'd be music. There'd be Bible studies. There would be, you know, live events. Right. Make this thing a huge hub. And that's what I've always envisioned for it. Mm -hmm. um, so then. How, how long from that point, and maybe you're segueing into that um, yeah. anyway, but to really get traction, you know, you knew you had 10 listeners. Right. Well, the next year, yeah, the next year um, we went up to like 100. Okay. At one conference. And that was that I went back to Bishop and I said, Hey, remember that radio yeah, thing back yeah. in 99? About you know, that, that million dollars. Yeah. yeah. I said, guess what? I go, it works. And he's like, what? He's all come to no limits and do it for me. I'm like, sounds good. 
And that was in 03. And that's really when it blew up. It, it started having, it was still underground. You know what I mean? Sure. Because what I was doing is no one was doing it. And it was kind of like, okay, what do you tell people? It's kind of like, um, I'm looking going, yeah, I do this little radio kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this little radio yeah, deal. That's just, not on the radio. It's um, right. on the internet. It's all internet. <laughs> Right. And so you have to have your computer and listen to it. Which again, for those that are 20 years and under, they think that way. But man, the bulk of leadership, even church leadership, Mm. would have still been in the FM world. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and as much as, you know, we're Pentecostal, I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, said, oh, that's internet. That's right. Well, there's souls on the internet. And now look at now. now let's look to where we are at today. Yes. Right. Right. So I was, I was trying to figure out, okay, so now we have these events and uh, what are we going to do now? You know, well, we kept, you know, all of a sudden I was at no limits and all of a sudden, you know, Tom Foster comes to me and says, Hey, I got a conference. Brother Mayo comes to me, hey, I got a conference. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I had like two or three, and I'm like, hey, this is great. This is a cool little ministry I can do, and it's not going to, you know, take too much of my time, and everything will be good, you know. And, well, 07, a guy who, a brand-new convert in our church, Brother Sean McGaugh. Bro, when I tell you, when he got the Holy Ghost, I would hear, I was ushering that day and he got the Holy Ghost and he went to get baptized and he was so drunk in the Holy Ghost, like in the, in the, in the bathroom, you just hear this guy going, (laughs) just laughing, bro. (laughs) Well, this guy comes to me as a new convert and says, Hey, he goes, brother off. He goes, you go to boarding prayer every morning. And I said, yes, sir. He goes, you think I could join you? I'm like, yeah, man, sure. Come on, more the merrier, you know? Well, he comes to me probably two weeks into that deal, and he tells me, and he says, hey, he goes, uh, have you ever heard about an app? This is 07. And I'm like, an app? What's an app? I was an Android guy back then. Boo! Did and you repent? I yeah, I did. I'm an Apple guy now. Oh, but, thank you, Jesus. Welcome to the family. Yes. <laughs> Apple stalling. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyways, I said, uh, what's an app, you know, and that's when apps were basically starting. And, uh, he says, Hey, he goes, you can take your radio from the computer and put it on the phone. I said, get out of here, bro. Ah. And that was the start of it. Hmm. So I looked at it, the 07. And when I tell you, brother McKellar, after that, it just, took off and that's when here we are today i mean i I look and now we have you know the vip 20 channels you know doing all these we we did 45 conferences that's the top there's 52 weeks in a year wow yeah and so what's what's the um just out of curiosity so we know that the first one you had 10 members join or 10 10 listeners right what's been the peak um, 
the peak last, event or the, the the highest amount of of attenders last year last year's uh, arkansas camping okay which was tunnel okay. last night had we almost had 7200 people at one time wow <laughs> that's, that's epic yeah. yeah so i mean god is like you know doing it man he, and, and my thing is in those years from 2007 to now you know god dealt with me a lot with languages and i'm still praying on that and trying to get as many languages as yeah. i can i know tofi gazar he he has hcr arabic i have brother um Alviar Jr. doing uh, Portuguese, and we're going to be launching Italy with Brother Platnia. Yeah, I've so, seen that. Yeah, yeah, and so we're—I'm uh, not satisfied until we reach everybody. So let let and me I ask do. you this then: you you talked about a a business plan that you had put together, and yeah. that there was different different aspects of that what what part of that is yet to be fulfilled and you know where, where's where's hgr radio going that, it, that you it's know, not I already thought, yeah and, and and my thing is i thought basically uh it would never be like this i never thought this would turn into my job when did that happen <laughs> Probably about 2012. Okay. And it was it was a deal. Um, I lost both my parents that year. I had four sinus infections, and I was ready to give this thing up. Wow. And I said, what am I doing this for? And God really hit me over the head and said, you're doing it for me. It's never yeah. been about money for me. Sure. You know? Sure. It's been about souls. This, this thing's about souls. Wow. And uh, people say, oh, man, look at Brother Hoff, dude. He, he's living the life. Well, hey, you 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 know. You've traveled. Yeah. You you come go in my shoes and see if you're saying, oh, wow, yeah, hold absolutely. on. <laughs> yeah, that guy eats so good, and he does yeah. this, and he does that. He goes to all the best conferences. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ask my family the sacrifices. Right. No, so my thing is, you know, have we grown to see everything? Not yet, because I think there's going to be a lot of things, especially with, um, especially with the languages. I really, that's just my heart. Heart. I haven't reached all these languages I want to reach yet. Right. And it's a labor of love. It's like Brother Zark coming to me and says, hey, I want to do a radio for, you know, Arabic. I said, great, it's your lucky day. And he looked at me like funny. He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, uh, you know, God put that on my heart, man. I go, I'm not charging you a dime. You just give me all your content. You have your own station. You do it, whatever. It'll be on my app. And that's what I want. I want all these guys to reach their people. Man, do you have do you have anything? Uh, you know, Canada, it, it, French is, is. That's what I'm working on. Really, it's funny that you say that. Yes, sir. The wow. problem is, it's like getting the content. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And finding finding preachers correct. that right. preach. Like we had one in, in right. French. We had one in Italy 
but the people, you know, their standards weren't there. So how can I put that on there? You know, right. and I don't know the language. So right. I have to make sure that the person who's in charge of it, hey, you're doing your job. Content, right. Absolutely. And right. so my goal this year, by the end of the year, is I'm trying to start uh, Italian, German, and French. Oh, wow. Excellent. So pray about that, because that's definitely something that, uh, you know, uh, really is a heartbeat of the next thing. Because here's the thing. I don't think Holy Ghost Radio, as far as um, uh, where we're at right now, I, I think we're reaching the people we need to reach. Is there any, any way to really advertise what I do? No. Right. No, there's not. Right. It's all been word of mouth since day one. Right. And talk about grassroots, bro. Holy Ghost Radio is grassroots. Sure. <laughs> you know, it was funny because somebody came to me and they said one day, they said, uh, Brother Off, they go, how many employees do you have? And I said, I just started laughing. I said, uh, well, myself and Marcelo Duran, who's in Phoenix. He runs my back end and it's me and him. And there was a pause on the phone like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're doing what? from where and how and what two people wow. yes sir we're a two-man wrecking crew i couldn't do it without him i mean he was he i found him brother mikhail in a, a conference in 2004 because i wanted to do the spanish which we have the spanish and i said i need somebody to help me because i didn't have the time to do spanish any much and i really thought they, that the spanish would take off more than the english sure and uh it didn't but he helped me. And then all of a sudden he's always been that guy in the back. And, you know, I blessed him as he's blessed me. It's it's just been an awesome deal, you know? Wow. So, you know, there's a, there's a fascinating, just, just hearing you and, and having, having been around you at different meetings. And, and yeah. Um, I was trying, I was trying to remember the first time we met, would it have been at, at no limits maybe in 2010, 2009? At least, yeah, because really, I, you know, I didn't meet a lot of you guys until I went to the East Coast in 2008 or 2009. Okay, may, may, may have been East Coast then. Yeah, and I'll tell you a side note about that, Brother McKellop. Johnny Godair, which he probably doesn't want anybody to know this, but I'm putting it in my book because I started weeping thinking about it, but it was that probably the second year peak the WPF made basically Holy Ghost Radio their official station mm -hmm. and Brother Godair was the president and he he said hey he goes we believe in what you're doing mm -hmm. and for the first time I'm like you know I'm weeping thinking about it I'm like oh I appreciate that well we had the, the iPhone app but we didn't have the Android app mm -hmm. and I knew I had to get the Android out and I didn't have the cash to do it. Sure. Well, we're at peak that year, 2008. And here comes brother Godair. And he goes, I've been thinking about you, brother. I said, well, I'm glad somebody's thinking about me. You know, he goes, I just want to give you some money. God told me to give you some money. And I just, bro, literally mm. I start weeping. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, I go, brother, go there. I told him exactly what it was for. I said, here's the deal. 
I need to get the Android app. Once I get the Android app, I'm done. Yeah. This thing's done. Yeah. And he said, consider it done. And he had a check to me the next week. Wow. That's Johnny Goner. Wow. What a man. Mm. Yeah. And, and the thing was, is that I, uh, you know, I've met a lot of people in my life, bro, but Johnny Goder is to me, that man operates in a league of his own. Yeah. He does. And he's always, the thing is he's always believed in Holy Ghost radio since inception. Yeah. And to me, it was like, wow, like, this is kind of awkward. It's like, I'm just a, I'm, I'm just a saint, bro. You know? And that's why I, I tell people, I go, my testimony is on my sleeve. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm happy being a saint. I don't, I don't look at it any different. I, I say, you know, God saved me from a mighty long way, bro. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. And my thing is, if he can use Jeff Offer, he can use anybody out there. And that's why I think, really, when people read this book or if they hear this, God's got things for you you don't even know. Absolutely. And you know what is, people, so, what is so powerful about what you're saying is the misconception is often that you have to have a pulpit to have a ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fivefold ministry was given for the perfecting of the saints for the work yes. of the ministry. Absolutely. So to think that ministry is only reserved for the fivefold ministry is to to undermine their the reason for their existence, which was to perfect the saints, to do ministry. Yeah. Right. So Literally, Holy Ghost Radio and your testimony is is such an example of that. You know, you make the statement, well, I'm just a saint, but you are doing mm-hmm. ministry. Yeah. And 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 that's that that's that needs to be something that's an encouragement to any child of God that yeah. hey, I can do something that makes a difference. Right. You know, right. And especially, you know, now the days and times that we're in, bro, it's all about this. I don't even know. I I miss the days of having church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and it's, we're having church, but it's kind of like, it's almost an underground church and the church is not underground, but maybe it is. I don't know what God's doing in all this. Yeah. And we don't know where it's going. Right. right. But I know there's people who can win. I mean, think about all these young people who all their friends on their social media. What if they start doing Bible studies online, you right. know, and stuff like that? You know, it's like, well, that's where that's where I think that the apostolic church, even over these last 10, 12, 13 weeks, the fact that we are having this conversation mm-hmm. on this venue is right. demonstration of adaptability. Absolutely. All right. So. I I mentioned to you in our conversation before we got started here today that I I, I can't, as of right now, I can't even leave my province, let alone leave the country. So I have canceled events for for months 
into the yeah. future that right that you know does that mean i just go shove the clutch somewhere and just forget or do we adapt right do we adapt so yeah you know really that's what holy ghost radio was doing in 2002 mm. by going www instead of fm right when when that was so far ahead of the curve but the amazing yeah. thing to me is the apostolic church always adapts yeah it always adapts so right. man again you're a testimony to it just before we before we wrap up here what would be what would be the most impactful testimony that wow. you have heard um connected to holy ghost radio ministry where someone was converted or right well there's so many but sure. my favorite one that always makes me like again cry it's like yeah. i'm glad i have kleenexes close bro because yeah. it's just one of those things right but believe it or not it was in wpf uh summit 2008 wow. in oklahoma where we had it at the renaissance you know yes yeah and i was there and doing Holy Ghost Radio, and all of a sudden, this gentleman comes up to me, and he, he says, are you Brother Offer? I said, yes, sir. He goes, well, my name is Dean Godare. Hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I know the last name. Don't know you, but okay. He's all, I just want you to, um, I just want to testify to you. I said, okay. And he said, uh, he said, somebody told me to download your app. And I said, okay. And he says, I downloaded it. He says, Brother Hoffer, he started crying. He goes, Brother Hoffer, he goes, I've been backslid for 35 years. And he said, the preach that came on was a man. He doesn't even know who preached it. It, it was it was a God thing. And and that let I want to end on on that too. For, just remind sure. me remind me to go back to that but he said he goes he goes oh, brother Hoff, he goes i download the app i listen to this preach and it said get back to an old-fashioned altar and he ran to a church tears flowing down his eyes and he said i thank you hmm. wow. without, i go without it i wouldn't be here Wow. And I ran back to an altar. And we hugged, man. We were in there just crying and hugging. Just <laughs> the time. Well, that's, that's worth, worth it all about. right there. It's worth it all. One soul, bro. That's it's it. It's worth it all. That's it. And and the testimonies that I had, you know, there was another one that Cody Marks told me. He said a pastor called him. And Cody had a preach on there about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. and this guy heard it who had never forgiven his father of whatever he did and he was in their church there and he had died he said he ran to his gravesite when he heard that preach mm-hmm. and he just went down on the grave itself and said forgive me dad Wow. <laughs> he said he levitated off that grade, bro. Wow. 
burden so, was gone. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm sure there yeah. are numerous examples of that, but I just, I, I was really curious to hear a couple yeah. of those. You wanted us to remind you, you said that, of how God was using. Yeah, God, yeah, God. And, and that's another thing. It was like, God is using this platform to reach people. Right. And, and I think really, Brother Mikhail, it's like people go, well, bro, that me- about 90% of the time, Brother Hoffa, you don't even know what that message at that time in my life changed for me. Wow. You have no idea. Wow. And so here I was, you know, and it was one of these things where I just said, you know what? This is what, this is a God thing. This is what I got to do. This is why I do it. It's for souls, you know? Yeah. What a fascinating testimony. Amen, bro. Thanks again for joining us today on this episode of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Wasn't that cool to hear about the inception of HGR? So Brother Hoffer mentioned his book. We're hoping it comes out by this fall. It's called Hashtag HGR Testimony. And as soon as that drops, we're going to do our part to help share that with you. So thanks again to Brother Hoffer for joining us today. And wherever you're joining us from, do us a favor, like and subscribe to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. And look at Brother Hoffer. He is at Holy Ghost Radio. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop.